Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is a recording of Rabbi Avi Havivi's weekly Sidur class. I think there's no more stalling and we're up to the Amida unless someone <laughs> disagrees with me on that. Unless someone says, oh, could we just talk about Musaf on Yom Kippur or something like that? That would be a long stalling thing. So we're up to the Amidah, weekday Amidah, and I think I don't want to do much introduction or talking about. I think I mostly want to jump in. Later on, we'll back up and talk about, but I think if we talk about the Amidah, that would be endless, Um, but I think it'd be better to jump in. I'll say very little by way of intro. Um, Other, I'll say a couple things by way of intro. Uh, number one, in rabbinic literature, the Amidah is referred to as Hatfilah, the prayer. So in rabbinic literature, meaning Talmudic sources, this is considered the core prayer. Okay, not the Shema, which you are required to say twice a day, but this is the core prayer. So this is the, for the rabbis, the most... Uh, I'm going to say important thing in the Sidur. It's a thing that they call the prayer with a capital P. Um, Just like, you know, people from Manhattan say, I read it in the paper. And they know that they consider, they assume that you know that that means the New York Times. Okay. So, um, Hatzfilah, later called the Shmona Esrei, right, because of its 18 blessings, although then the blessings became 19, but they never changed the name, and Mm -hmm. also called the Amidah because it's the prayer that is said standing. And again, uh, halakhically, early on in the Mishnah, there's debate as to whether the nighttime nighttime Amidah is obligatory or optional. By Talmudic times, it becomes accepted as universally done and therefore technically obligatory, technically optional, but de facto obligatory. So it's the prayer that we say three times a day. And in classic rabbinic literature, the Amidah is conceived of as an audience before the king. It's your personal audience before the monarch, which of course is hard for us to, you know, glom onto conceptually because we don't live in a world of monarchs. But the rabbinic literature says the Amidah is in three parts, because this is what you would do in your audience before a monarch. First, you would be flattering, right? So the first three brachot of the Amidah are called shevach, which means phrase, praise, praise, right? You come before the monarch for your personal audience and you praise the monarch. Oh, king, you are magnificent. You are amazing. You are the best king ever. And my ancestors served you for a long time ago because we are loyal to your household. So that's the first three brachot. Then the middle section, which is 13 blessings asking for stuff, is called bakasha, which means requesting. So then you would tell the king what your request is. You know, we have a couple of examples of this in uh, like one, uh, you know, I was just reading something for another class, the book of two kings, where the widow comes before the king and says, they took my field and I'm now coming for justice. I want my field back. Right. So people would come before the monarch with a request. So we have 13 requests. We're going to talk about all of them individually. And after you make your request, the third part, which is the last three brachot of the Amidah, is Hodaya, 
or hoda'ah, which means thanks or acknowledgement. So in your audience before the king, you come, you praise the king, then you ask for what you want. Wouldn't be polite to jump right in and asking for what you want without, you know, flattering the king first. And then you say, thank you, oh, 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 beneficent one, you are so beneficent. All right. So that is the structure of our Amidah. And as you probably know, the first three brachot and the last three brachot always stay the same, except for nighttime, we say Shalom Rav instead of Sim Shalom, the last bracha. And, you know, in the daytime, we insert the priestly blessing. In the evening, we don't. And sometimes we have Kedusha and sometimes we don't. And on the high holidays, we insert the four passages, right? So, but in general, the first three brachot and the last three brachot are all the same, whether it's Shabbat, whether it's Yom Tov, whether it's Yom Kippur, okay? And it is the middle section which varies. So during the week, we have our creaturely human needs, and so we ask for stuff. On Shabbat and festivals, it has seemed to be unseemly to ask for things. We don't pray for things, okay? And so um, on Shabbat, Substituting for the middle 13, we have one long blessing, which is about the theme of the day, which is about menucha, rest. On Yom Tov, we have one long blessing in the middle, which is about the theme for the day, which is simcha, or joy. And then, as you know, like on Rosh Hashanah, we have malchuyot, zichronot, and shofrot. And in Yom Kippur, we stick in all kinds of things. So it's the middle section of the Amidah, which changes depending on the occasion, weekday, Shabbos, festival, high holidays. Whereas the opening three and the closing three are the same. <clears throat> Sometimes people complain about Musaf. There are those who complain about Musaf who say, I don't understand why we say the same thing we already said. To which my response is, oh, if you think we're saying the same thing we already said, that just means you're not praying the middle part of the Amidah because the middle part of the Amidah on Shabbat, Shachrit and Musaf are totally different from each other. Okay, because they're on different themes. Shabbat Shachrit is about rest, menucha, and Shabbat Musaf is about Musaf. It's about the additional sacrifice of the day and the temple. Okay. Um, so first three and last three are the same. Okay. Or people who complain that the Amida is always the same. Again, that means to me, oh, you don't infuse the middle part of your Amida with much Kavanah, because that there are plenty of opportunities to do that. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about all of that stuff. As we go along, but I think now without further preamble, I'm going to jump in and I'm not going to talk today about choreography. When do you bow and when do you do steps? I promise we're going to get to all that. Okay. Um, I'll start with steps, even though I said we weren't going to do that. In the audience before the king, you would come into the king's throne room. So you take three steps forward into the presence of the king. But if all you did was take three steps forward, then everyone's chairs and benches would get all mixed up. And so the custom is you take three steps backwards, starting with your left foot, right? One, two, three feet together. Okay. We stand with feet together because, you know, it's just like, that's the most respectful way to stand. By the way, Shulchan Aruch says you're supposed to stand with your hands over your heart. Most people don't do that anymore nowadays. Um, so you take three steps back to prepare yourself. And then you take your three steps forward into your audience with the king. And we have a handy dandy pasuk verse from Psalms, which 
precedes the Amidah, and that Pasuk, conveniently enough, was chosen because it has six words. So you say, Adonai sifatai tiftach ufi yagi tilatecha. Hashem, open my lips so that my mouth may say, may say your prayers, right? They picked a perfect Pasuk to be the one that leads you into Amidah, okay? And then I'm not going to do bowing today. So I'm just going to launch in. First bracha. Blessed are you, Hashem, our deity, and the deity of our ancestors. Okay? God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob. That is a phrase that is taken from the Bible. Okay? Um, And in most non-Orthodox liberal congregations, we now add also the matriarchs. Now there's a couple of different ways of doing that. So there is a conservative rabbinic responsum or teshuva accepted by the rabbinical assembly. I don't remember. It's 2021. 40 years ago, maybe-ish. Uh, written by our own Rabbi Rembaum of Temple Beth Am uh, about adding the imahot, saying that it is optional to add the matriarchs. That's why we have page 36A and 36B, because it's optional. So we don't want to force it on people who feel traditional-minded and believe halacha says you're not supposed to change the wording of the first three or the last three brachot. We will do some shulchan aruch, some Jewish law code eventually about the rules of the shulchan aruch, but certainly the halacha does say you are not supposed to change the wording of the first three or the last three brachot. Okay? They are pretty standard in all sidurim. So, but the conservative responsum says we may add the imahot in the middle. So it's added as Elohei Abraham, Elohei Tzach, Elohei Yaakov. Then we add Elohei Sarah, Elohei Rivka, Elohei Rachel, Elohei Leah. Okay. Although some people say we should really say Elohei Leah, Elohei Rachel. It's yet another mark of disrespect against poor Leah that we say Elohei Rachel, Elohei Leah, even though Jacob loved her more and thought he was marrying her. But in fact, he did marry Leah first. So let's mention her first. All right. But we have Elohei Rachel, Elohei Leah. Um, I want to say, I want to point out at Ikar, they do it a different way, which I've heard at other places. Ikar didn't invent it, um, which is they say Elohei Avraham, Elohei Sarah, Elohei Yitzchak, Elohei Rivka. Elohei Yaakov, Elohei Leav, Elohei Rachel. So they match them up in their couples. That is actually how I do it in my private Amidah, and I will explain later, maybe probably not today, why I prefer it that way. It's a personal preference. Um, it's not a halachic thing. And then, um, while we're on the Imahot, while we're on the matriarchs, so the conservative rabbinic tshuva authored by Rabbi Rembaum said we can add the imahot optionally. And then also we can change the closing bracha to Magain Avraham Ufokade Sarah, blessed are you Hashem, who protects Abraham and remembers Sarah. That's how I'll translate Pukade. By the way, in most reform Sidurim with which I'm familiar, uh, it says, um, Magain Avraham Ve'ezrat Sarah, okay, helps 
helper of Sarah. Um, I've never discussed this with the editor of the Reform Sidur, but I'm guessing here's why they say that. Pocade is the verb that is used when God did what for Sarah? God remembered her by doing what? Unmute and say it. Having a child. Giving her a son. Right. Hashem pakad et Sarah kasher amar. God remembered Sarah, as he had said, and he gave her a son who was Isaac. So one might argue if that's the epithet we give Sarah, it's not exactly really parallel to Abraham. It's like Abraham went through all these travails and you helped him. And Sarah was a baby maker. Okay. It can have that connotation to people. Your only way of relating to her was you gave her a baby, right? So if we're really trying, one might argue, if we're really trying to egalitarianize, okay, um, so that, that's not all that egalitarian. And so it's changed to a more general term, Ezrat Sarah. Now, the thing I would say is, I don't know if Ezrat Sarah, because Ezra means helper, I don't know if that phrase actually comes from anywhere in the Bible or the author of the Sidur made it up. If anyone wants to track that down for me, Bernie, you know, get, get into your reform network and find, do some research and find out was the phrase Ezrat Sarah just invented by a reform prayer book author, or does it actually have any, I'm going to say historical resonance. Does it come from any source? I'd be interested to know that. Um, I'll look that up also. Okay. Now, halachically, I said I wasn't going to diverge at all. We're just going to do text. But halachically, the halacha says, Shulchan Aruch says, you shouldn't change the wording of any of the first three or last three brachot. But the thing you really, really, really shouldn't do is change the chatima or the closing formulation of any of the blessings. So there are people who halachically, they're needle threading. All of these are, are just such, you know, to, to other people, it's just nit, nitpicky, you know, nitpicky, pharisaic, pharisaic nitpicking, right? So there are people who say, well, maybe you can insert Elohei Sarah, Elohei Rivka, Elohei Rivka, Yaakir Rachel, Elohei Leah, but you can't change Baruch HaTashem Agen Avraham to Baruch HaTashem Agen Avraham Ufoket Sarah, because you know what? The Shulchan Aruch says you can't change the Chatima of any blessing in the Amidah, period, right? So I do know egalitarian people, egalitarian honoring people who say, who add the matriarchs, but then say Baruch HaTashem Magain Avraham. By the way, in LA, if you go to Ikar, Rabbi Browse is one of those places, right? So She's from enough to feel like you shouldn't change my gain Abraham, but flexible enough to think you do say Elohei Sarah, Elohei Rikai, Elohei Rachel, Elohei Leah. Um, okay, so that's kind of a, a, a nitpicky halachic thing. Okay. Um, that's all I'm going to say about that for a long time, about the Imahot. Okay, so I'm going back to the text. So we acknowledge you, Hashem, Hashem, uh, God, a deity of our ancestors, and now we name those ancestors. Okay. Ha'el, ha'gadol, ha'gibor, v'hanorah, el elyon, the deity who is uh, great, mighty, 
awful supreme deity. Um, is from somewhere in the Bible. El Elyon is from somewhere else in the Bible. So these are all phrases that are cannibalized from different places in the Tanakh. Gomel chasadim tovim hakol. You do, you requite or repay kind acts. That's what gomel chasadim tovim literally means. You, sorry, it's really acts of loyalty, right? You, you requite, which is a fancy English word for pay off for or recompense, right? So you repay good acts of loyalty, true acts of loyalty, chasadim tovim, vikonei hakol, Kone in modern Hebrew means to buy. In biblical Hebrew, it means to make or create. Okay? So you are the creator of all. We know that from biblical Hebrew. Cain, Adam and Eve's son, is named Cain with a kuf. And his mother, Eve, says, I called him this name, Ki kaniti ish me'et Hashem, because I have made a human being with God. I have created a human being with God's partnership. So liknot means to um, create or to make, and then secondarily, it also means to acquire. Okay, but here it probably means creator of all. What does our English translation say? It's a creator of all. There we go. Okay. Vizocher chasteavot, and you remember the faithful acts of our ancestors. Some people, if they're Liberal about texting will add in vizocher chaste avot v'imahot, although that's not part of the conservative tshuva, and you'll notice we do not have that on page 36b. Do we have the, by the way, do we have the imahot? We don't have the matriarchs. Candace, what prayer book are you using? Hold it up. Oh, well, that, that's a Sephardi Orthodox one. That For sure, that doesn't have any matriarchs. For two reasons. It's Sephardic and it's Orthodox. We got two strikes against the matriarchs there. Okay. But Candace, you know what I'm talking about? That that conservative prayer books add in the names of the matriarchs. That's what we're talking about, right? Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel, and Leah. Some conservative prayer books do, and certainly I would think all all reform prayer books nowadays. Okay. Um remembering the the loyal acts of our ancestors. Umevigo El Levenehem and bringing a redeemer to their Descendants, their children's children. So we have here time. You remember that loyalty of our ancestors. That's before our time. And you bring redemption to their descendants, which means us or our children. So we have past and future. Okay. Why do you do this, God? Do you do this because you owe it to us? Do you do it because we have enough mitzvah points in the bank, so we're entitled to demand that you pay off. No, it's lima'an shemo v'ahava, okay? So you bring redemption for the sake of your name. Again, name is a symbolic way of saying essence, okay? For the sake of your name, um, lovingly. This is an act of love. Um, Joanna says, that some Sephardi prayer books have Hannah's prayer prefacing the Amidah. I'll have to take a look for that. I have some Sephardi prayer books. I haven't, I haven't seen one. Tell Joanna, tell us. Not prefacing the Amidah is like the first page of the, the whole prayer book. 
Oh, I got it. The whole prayer book. Okay, got it. So our ancestors, uh, you do this for the sake of your essence, lovingly. And then we have this interpolation, Zohreinu L'chaim, which we add on high holidays. But that's really an interruption, which you, we, we normally skip. So don't think of Melech Hosea Fruketum Hashem again as like a next paragraph. It's not. This is all one paragraph, one bracha unit. Okay. Monarch, king, who is helping and saving and protecting. Although in our Egal version, it's Melech Ozer Ufokade Umoshia Umagain. So the verb that we use having to do with God remembering Sarah, we stick that verb in there also. Okay. Um so God, who is essentially protector, right? Baruch Hashem, Magain Avraham. Blessed are you, Hashem, who protected Abraham. Or Magain Avraham Vezrat Sarah, protected Abraham and supported Sarah. Or Magain Avraham Ufokade Sarah, protected Abraham and took notice of Sarah. Took notice is a better translation of Fokade than remember. Okay. So basically, let's, let's just sort of step back, step back. From the Racha, let's get the helicopter view. We're coming in in our audience before the king, and we are saying, O king, you are great and mighty. You are, sorry, O deity, deity of our ancestors. Okay? So I, I come in before the king and I say, you know, my ancestors have served this kingdom loyalty, your highness, for you and your your father and your father's father, right? That's what you would say if you were some villager coming before the king. Myself and my my parents and my ancestors, they've loyalty served you and your father, the king, and his father, the king, for many generations back, oh, your highness. That's what you would say to introduce yourself if you're coming before the king. You're giving kind of your your cred. Who am I? I'm just a simple villager. What, what, What standing do I have to come before the king? Okay, we have been loyal supporters of yours and taxpayers for many generations, Your Highness. Okay, so we, we start with our cred. Our cred is our ancestors. Okay, um, Almighty God, you are the God who um, pays off on acts of loyalty. All right, and you are the creator of everything. You can do anything, right? So God, you repay loyalty, and we know you are capable of anything, okay? Because as we said, you're so, you're so mighty, you repay loyalty, you can do anything. You remember, um, sometimes I do this trick as a therapist, um, when I'm working with families, things that I want to tell parents they ought to think or feel, instead of saying to them, um, you know, you ought to be thinking or feeling this, I say, I am sure that you are thinking about uh, how it affects your daughter when you talk about her eating habits at the table. I, I say that as a therapist trick, rather than saying, you idiot, Don't, can't you think about how it affects your daughter when you talk about her eating habits at the table. I assume the best of someone. It's a little bit of little Jedi mind control that I try to do, right? So that's what we're doing here with God. We're saying, 
you remember the loyalty of ancestors. Because what am I doing? What, what am I doing in this bracha and the rest of the Amidah? I am going to be asking for stuff. So I start out, again, I'm starting on a very concrete level here of interpretation. We'll get to sort of more sophisticated levels of interpretation, but I'm starting on a very concrete level. I'm coming before the king, okay? I'm going to ask for stuff. So I say, you know what? I'm descended from a line of people who've served you for a long time, and I know that you are the powerful monarch, and I know that you repay <coughs> loyalties, and that you remember the loyalty of my ancestors. That's what Vizocher Chastei Avot means. <clears throat> so what's standing behind this is the idea that we don't have enough status or mitzvah points to be able to ask God for what we want. It's humility. I'm relying on the merit of my lineage, all right? And we see this <clears throat> lots of times, like in the slichot, pr- <clears throat> sorry, in the slichot or penitential prayers we say around High Holiday and Yom Kippur, uh, Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur time. We don't say, um, what we sometimes say, do this for the sake of the ancestors, <clears throat> right? Avraham was great. He did all kinds of great things. I haven't done great things, right? Do this for the sake of our ancestors who are faithful for you. Do this for the sake of the Akedah, the, bind, the binding of Isaac. <clears throat> Sorry. Okay. So, and um, so you remember the loyalty of the ancestors and you bring, which could either mean now or in the future, um, a redeemer, meaning we are part of this lineage that has a past and a future. Right. I am part of this people. So in this first blessing, I am locating myself as a part of this people. I'm not coming before you as just as an individual. I'm an individual who comes from a particular lineage that has a past and a future. And why do you do all these things? Is it because you owe it to us? Is it because we're a big nation. We're a wonderful nation. We have Nobel Prize winners disproportionately. No, it's Lema'an Shemo Biahava. God, you do this, right? Because this is your nature and it is loving. So there, right? So you are the God who saves Magain Avraham or Magain Avraham Bezrat Sarah. Someone says they are hung up on the word chesed. Okay, so... um so in biblical Hebrew, it, sorry, in a, so words can mean many things. In biblical Hebrew originally, chesed generally means acts of loyalty, okay? Um, the, it's, it has a sort of later meaning of mercy or kindness, right? So in current Orthodox Hebrew, a chesed is an act of kindness, like the Chesed Society, okay? Um, but originally it means loyalty. Um, God is Rav Chesed Ve'emet, which means loyal and faithful. Faithful would be another word, right, besides mm-hmm. loyal, right? It means that, meaning reliable to, you can rely on God to keep faith. It's not about love, Um uh 
there is a later meaning in the Bible about love, but core original meaning is loyalty or faithfulness. Um, it is translated by the author of the King James Bible, 1611, as loving kindness, which apparently is a word that the authors of the King James Bible made up. It did not exist in English before. They wanted it's a portmanteau of loving and kindness. They couldn't sort of decide. But that's probably not its original meaning. So, so chastea vote means our ancestors' acts of faithfulness mm-hmm. to you. So, Ilana. Yeah, so just to be clear, um, when you say that that's the meaning in biblical Hebrew, does that then mean that that um, applies to all of our um, since this is rabbinic he- Since this is rabbinic Hebrew. Uh, well, right, we'd have to, we, different- I guess we'd have to say in context here, in context here, uh, what does it mean and what could it mean? It could mean their acts of loyalty to you. So now I'm asking you to do what you promised God, which is to bring a goel or a redeemer. If you're really reliable, faithful and loyal, okay, then you'll bring a redeemer. But we have Ahava here, and so you might want to make it mean love. You might want to make it mean piety, meaning it might, it might connote that to you, and I have no objection to that, okay? And I want to I'll, – I'll go one step further. Not only do I have no objection to that, Ilana, but who knows what the rabbinic authors who composed this um, – blessing, understood the word to mean, okay? Um, So maybe it means you repay acts of piety that our ancestors did. Maybe it it means you repay acts of loyalty that our ancestors did. Maybe it means you repay acts of love that our ancestors did, which wouldn't be doing too much violence to the term in context, because we do have the ahava, Right, mm-hmm. you do all this lovingly, right? So I think that's open to interpretation. Alan, unmute. Yes, okay. Um, uh, Rabbi Dorf has um, viewed this whole viewed this paragraph in uh, in a way of we raise these things of of Chesed of and, and and what sounds kind of like God, you owe us one. We don't you don't do it for our sakes, but because of what our ancestors did, your you, we, we, we recite their good deeds and say, please take care of us. It, it, it follows through. But for me, it's always been helpful. It's almost like a tit for tat, which on one level, it seems strange asking God to do it in that particular way. Uh-huh. But, but it really is what, what we're saying. It says we're not worthy. We can't do it. But for the sake of our ancestors... Please take care of us and bring us redemption and bring us all these things. Right. So we talked earlier today about that framework, and that could be a framework for understanding the blessing, which would cause Ilana to furrow her brow because she wants Haste to be piety. And maybe someone else in one of the Hollywood squares up here wants it to mean love rather than have it be tit for tat, which could feel Grubby, dare I say it, kind of grubby. Okay. So I'm just saying, so we, Alan, what you said, we said earlier today. So these are just different interpretive frameworks. Right. I, 
and, and, I, and again, because now we're now we're talking about what does this mean to you? So, of course, I'm not going to argue with what does it mean to you unless you said something like I thought totally wrong. Like you said, Chastei Hashem means, I don't know, tuna fish. Then I'd say, oh, that's wrong. It doesn't mean that. OK, <laughs> but, but so, other than that, this is open to interpretation. Ilana. Yeah, just just to say the reason I'm furrowing is because I, I guess I'm back to that word. Um, loyalty, which it seems to me can be um, shaded in different ways. So maybe yeah. maybe the answer is both. Maybe it's loyalty, uh-huh. um, I don't know, based on, uh, yeah. or it's based on um, deeds of, it's based on um, faithfulness rather than yes. loyalty because you better swear allegiance or you'll have a pretty dire consequence because right. the king is pretty like, right. you know. Which, which we could argue is not really true loyalty. Yeah. Right. So, so true loyalty is, right, I stick with you to the end. As our ancestors did, by the way. You, you know, mm-hmm. the, 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 uh, uh, I don't know, to the, to the funeral pyres, of the Crusades. Right. Right. So, um, and what we're saying to God, by the way, and, and I, and I think we, we want, I think I want to, uh, I think I want to close with what I'm about to say, and then we'll stop for today and we'll come, we'll come back to this bracha more next week. Um, you know, I, I'm thinking of that Holocaust poem, you know, I believe in the sun, even when it is not shining. Right. Yeah. So, um, so perhaps um, standing behind this bracha is, and, and the implication of the Goel, the Redeemer, I don't necessarily see redemption, which means the world being perfected, us being saved and the world being perfected. I don't necessarily see that one foot in front of my face, okay? But I believe that Hashem is reliable and faithful to fulfill that faithfulness is another word for loyalty. Okay. Mm. Right. And that mirrors, we hope that that mirrors our ancestors, great loyalty and faithfulness to you. Okay. And Joanna wants to say something about Chesed, but we're going to leave that for next week. Okay. Um, We will resume next week and we're going to talk some more. So next week we're going to talk more about how does this bracha resonate with you how can it be used as a psycho spiritual entry point to the amida as a whole we'll talk about that for the next couple of weeks god willing okay everyone have a good day be torah stay healthy you have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from temple beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative judaism in los angeles If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.